Hey everyone, Evan here, co-host of Locked On Cavs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As I currently wait anxiously in line to pre-order my PlayStation 5 like many of you are, why don't you take the time to listen to part one of yesterday's live stream of Fishing with Chris and Evan. In this part, Chris and I talk about Andre Drummond securing second team All-NBA votes, the voting process as a whole, and what sounds like we're trying to do voter suppression now thinking about it, but it really isn't the case. But... Thank you again for tuning in, and if you were able to go live, thank you for listening now. As always, wear a mask, and stay safe, and practice social distancing, and go Cavs. You are Locked On Cavaliers, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Cleveland Cavaliers select Darius Garland from Vanderbilt University. Welcome everyone to Fishing with Evan and Chris, a series I've wanted to do for a while. And Chris is already teasing one of my villagers. Chris, where are you at, my man? Well, I'm I'm looking at a villager that I also have, which is kind of weird. And he does, and it's obviously like this is like the multiverse because he's like I don't know you, but he literally lives on my island. That's uh, Who? Alfonso, the, the the weird, creepy uh, alligator. Listen, man, he's a rare villager because he quotes Mario. That's his thing. Well, and um, there's a gorilla that wears green that is named after Luigi. But yeah, no, the whole purpose of this show. Yeah, look, look at us, us. Evan. Look at us with the locked on Cavs flag in the background. I've it's... got the Kevin Love jersey on. I've got my I'm masked up. I'm following my own advice, even in the digital world. I'm wearing a black hoodie and jeans, like I said I would. It's very on point for me. Um, I'm wearing my glasses, like I normally don't. But yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, I played World of Warcraft from fifth grade until my senior year of high school, a lot, quite a bit, and then kind of stopped in college, but. For those of you who are in the community know, there's Krendor, who is a content creator who does a lot of WoW lore stuff, but he started a podcast series called Fishing with Krendor, where he and his guest would go fishing in WoW and just shoot the shit for an hour or two. We might not go for two hours because of our content overlord, so Chris and I are going to talk calves and catch some fish, and he made a bunch of bait and I didn't, so he's clearly prepared. Yeah, I uh, Evan. It's also notable that this is this. I play this game and got into this game because of one Evan. Uh, you know, obviously quarantine happened, and Ryan Morton, friend of the pod, fearless sort of social media maven, um, also deserves credit because I my the switch I got was an extra one that he bought, so I was able to buy one from when they were literally, you know, out of for sale uh, mm-hmm. everywhere and unable to get. And shout out to our friend Ed uh, Carroll as well for helping me locate one. Evan's mm-hmm. just napping on me here (laughs) but uh you know we're in a position where like this has been a lot of fun my wife is also in i'm a little more into it Uh, Mm and kendon you're i know you're listening at some point uh you can troll me all you want but yeah this is going to be fun and you know if you're listening in the podcast feed this is going to be up over two episodes so you'll have half an hour in one and then we're going to post the other one a little bit later but if you're joining us live welcome and thanks Mm -hmm. for hanging out yeah thanks for fishing with us i'm just sending out the link to a few more people but we're going to catch some fish maybe do some swimming uh it's a i mean i will i will have to buy i forgot my suit at the at my on my ounce i will have to cop one from the store but i'm all about supporting that local economy thank you thank you as as i tweeted it's a poverty island so i do need 
as much financial support as I can, even though I think I've maxed out. Actually, I probably haven't maxed out everything because I don't have a driving range like some people do on their island. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, I'm gonna send you a, ba- a golf the golf bag as a gift. Do you, are you a, are you a pink or a green person? Um, I mean, I'm not one of those guys who. Well, that's not true. Like in middle school, I was like every other kid who wore Every guy was says, like that. Well, every no, like real men wear pink, like that fake yeah. macho tough. Oh stuff. yes, yeah. The the I'm tough because I can wear pink. Yeah, that was me. But speaking of the pink and toughness, Andre Drummond got a second team All NBA vote. Can you believe it? Uh, it's crazy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You want this fish? I, I caught the last it. one. Okay. So, I think this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand. I'm gonna pull up the voting here, like in real time, and I can understand, like, you know, like him being thought of as like a good player. And I'm not. Mm-hmm. I. I think there's there's a conception among our listeners and me that maybe I am just an absolute hater. I don't hate and think Andre Drummond is really useless. I think the version we saw of him last year is useless. Mm-hmm. I think though that one of the problems is that like he is overrated by quite a lot of people, and I think him getting a second place vote as a center, which would make, people are basing he was the someone is arguing that he is the second best center in the NBA this year. That is. That is crazy. That even is, if you, even, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's insane. Because the best center in the NBA is arguably Anthony Davis, who plays power forward, but you know is better right. at center. And then, like after that, it's Brook Lopez. Well, well. So if you if you don't want to even like count AD, if you want to like say AD should be a power forward, okay. Nikola Jokic is clearly better than mm-hmm. uh, Rudy Gobert is better than Andre Drummond. Joel Embiid, unmotivated as he was. Um, is oh, better he's, than he's pretty good too. Now and 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 Bam Adebayo is is better than than Andre Drummond. Yeah. You know, I would take Cat. I would take. I would probably take Brook Lopez to yeah. some extent over Drummond, depending on the context. But I guess my Brook Lopez take feels a little bit more far fetched now that I say it. But that's okay. But it's just it's. I'm looking at the votes and I'm staring at them and the fact that someone was like, you know, who I think is better than Bam Adebayo. Like and obviously it's before the bubble, but even before that, that someone's like Bam is better than Andre. Mm-hmm. Andre is better than Bam. Excuse me. That is that is crazy. That is that is some blasphemy. That is some you should not have your you should get your vote taken away. This is like confusing to me, and I I don't I can't even like I've been thinking about this today as we were preparing. I cannot think of like a rational argument for that. I right? can't. Like, I, 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 well, I can't. It, here's my argument in general, like. There's a couple questionable votes, like um, Brad Beal should have gotten consideration for third team at least. At least I feel like he's a candidate that makes sense. Devin Booker is a guy who should have got some consideration as well. I feel like like Pascal Siakam shouldn't have gotten second team honors. I mean, he maybe he's ooh, that's a that's a that's a nice fish right there. I got a king salmon. That's going that guess where that's going to Blathers. I hadn't caught that before. I'm taking uh, that home. Neither I haven't. I also do have the benefit today of uh, CJ's on my own. So any of these fish that I don't need to donate, I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna make some money back. CJ's here too on my own, buddy. Don't worry. No, I think you have a. Uh, I think you have. Oh no! Uh, no no! Back. The bug guy. Whatever. Same thing another npc i wish was a real villager but just yes. to back to your point and my point i was making i feel like the problem with the voting process is there's a lot of people who just vote for names they recognize maybe based off like playoff performances last year in the case of siakam or just like off of name alone like I, you can't tell me in good faith that there's somebody out there who legitimately watched andre drummond play every game for the pistons and then also play his short stint with the Cavs and say, you know what, that's second team all NBA stuff there. And Andre, yeah. if you or your agent have to be listening, 
I'm not criticizing you. Please quote me, answer me my questions for the story I'm working on. But at the same time, like, I think they need to reevaluate the process as well, where, like, maybe there are too many journalists who have the right to vote, and maybe, like, they're too... As, you know, gatekeepers as it sounds, they're too casual to, uh be given the authority to have so much power here because like there's financial implications in these honors too like bradley beal has financial stuff on the line too i know pascal siakam just locked up the rights to make a certain percentage of toronto's salary cap now because he got second team honors like there's a lot of simmons too benefits from this i mean where did you go i'm up by my museum i'm river fishing all right i'm coming i i have some i'm gonna give you some bait as well oh that's good in case you know case you know you're looking for something specific Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah my island's not as fancy as yours it's more rustic and rural it's like uh the part of ohio i grew up in just a wadsworthite even though it's called lime keep and there's a slight delay while streaming i'm still like i caught a tilapia (laughs) that make that's you know that that's that's a common fish that you can eat around here so that does make me happy i I wasn't i was surprised when that was in the river because in my head that was like an ocean fish but you know i don't know if that's true or not well i don't know if it is well clearly it's a freshwater fish because this isn't 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 brackish hey guys evan here the fisherman who is leading you through my island of lime keep while talking calves with my co-host chris manning we'll be right back but we wanted to give you a quick word from today's sponsors built bar and ohio versus everyone.com built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever and it's back and better than ever with an improved and even more delicious combination of flavors there's always the 12 original flavors such as coconut almond raspberry banana bread double chocolate coconut and peanut butter brownie but there's also caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp built bar is great for the health conscious guy it helps you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat the bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and great for the keto diet One of my favorite classic flavors is peanut butter, which has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. And in terms of the newcomers, I love a good food pun, and it tastes even better, and I can look no further than at Cherry Barcia, which has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. So, for our listeners, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. You'll also get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Again, Use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Builtbar, they are, without a doubt, the best tasting protein bar ever. Hey guys, Evan here. I want to tell you about a new website that launched August 1st called OhioVersusEveryone.com. The site covers all Ohio sports and pop culture. They have in depth, interesting articles about the Cavs, Browns, Indians, and even the soon to return Ohio State Buckeyes. In terms of the Cavs, one of my favorite articles that I recently posted was one by Nick Grossman that says it talks about how bad the Cavs have been in free agency this decade and touches on practice legend himself, Andrew Bynum. It's all your favorite teams, all in one site, and because they cover all the teams, they only bring you the best, most interesting topics. Check them out today. Again, it's OhioVersusEveryone.com. That's O-H-I-O-V-S Everyone.com. Here, here's a question I Evan I have about the thing. I don't think I would ever like want to vote because of oh, the financial there's implications. So much pressure because your name gets revealed after the fact. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be known as the guy who like made a dumb vote or like I thought it was a good vote. Like I just 
don't really want that kind of pressure, that kind of energy brought into my life. I, I think if if it was me, I would want some of the I would want some players involved a little bit. I would want like some some kind of split between that. And I also think if you want to call down the members of the media, like mm -hmm. I'm I'm okay with that. Like I, I am pro, like let's let's access is good, all of that stuff is good. But I also just think you know, like how many guys need to vote, especially because like just logistically, if you're a beat guy and you have a vote. Yeah. And even if you're a national guy, just based on how much they're talked about, and some of that's because they're bad and everything. But, mm -hmm. like, I don't think that every national guy or every beat guy is, like, fully in tune with with uh, Andre Drummond's impact if they're not watching the cap slot. Or if they're, like, it could be the said for any of these guys. Like, there mm -hmm. are certain guys, obviously, that you just sort of know. Like, LeBron, yeah, you know, you get given. to a certain point, you're, like, Giannis. that highly considered. But there's certain guys that takes you a little bit, and I think... I think Drummond is one of those guys where, like, only we're probably overreacting to this because this is literally one human being was like Andre Drummond is an all second team player. I mean, he's but, a good player, but but that that's that is a stretch, even just considering the fact that neither of the teams he played on were good. His eight games in Cleveland were like not good at all, like some of the most frustrating basketball I think I've ever personally seen him play. He was and, good against the Spurs. Yeah, but that's like Boy, one game out of eight, and there's a lot of loafing, and there's not a lot of defensive effort. Like, there's a lot of Evan. I'm I, I just caught another. I caught a crab. Now I have caught two kinds of fish. I have not caught on my own, so it tells me I'm doing. I did some ecological harm. That's okay. I'm sorry you got crabs from visiting my island. So like, you might want to see a doctor before you leave town. Yeah. I, also, Celeste, like Celeste is here, so that means there's a meteor shower tonight. Cool. Love a meteor shower. Um, you know. I would, I'm open to smarter people pitching me kind of some reform ideas mm -hmm. in regards to this. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know like every concern in that sense, but you know, I'm into the idea that we should probably fix this in some way. And like someone who votes for Andrew Drummond's second team, like I'm not gonna say we should like shame them for shaming sake, but I think like some evaluation of that person's vote like is kind of interesting because again, like I just don't think there's a logical argument that he was better than every like assuming let's just say Jokic was the person on this like was on this ballot Jokic or AD okay yeah. so you're you're saying when you put Andrew Drummond's second team that he has had a better season this year than either one of Anthony Davis or Nikola Jokic mm -hmm. Joel Embiid Bam Adebayo yeah Brooke Lopez Carl Anthony Towns like there's just a lot of like, I'm. Are you are you sure about this? For yeah. Me when I think about actually casting that vote. Yeah, there's a lot to. And the problem is like, I like your idea of like saying, yeah, maybe we need to propose some type of reform when it comes to the voting process in general. Like maybe you need to vet people a little bit more closely. Like if it's um, like I don't know, like. You seem like such a pretentious asshole if you tell somebody like, "Oh, we gotta vet your vote real quick just to make sure that you well, are adequate." But to maybe be we voting. like, maybe we rotate people through. Maybe this isn't the same group every year, and yeah, maybe it, it won't is. be us. But well, no, but maybe like it should be one person. If you're gonna like have people, maybe it should be like one person from every market. Yeah, I think that's a fair. Well, there usually are though, because. I mean, Fred McLeod. But I'm saying one, like just one, like oh, let's just cut down the vote. Let's so cut down the voting. Votes. So thirty yeah. voters. Yeah. I I think 30, maybe like a handful of national guys that as awful as it sounds, like, you know, their opinions are respected. Like maybe not Zach Lowe after he lied to Bradley Beal, but Zach Lowe would still get the consideration. But um, 
I don't know. It's just it's like a fine line you have to walk. Is like eventually like you get upset a lot of people by saying like okay, well you don't cover a team locally, you don't get to vote. Yeah, I'm I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that we need to like kind of taper it back. I think a little bit to, you know, who is sort of voting on these things because like again like someone also voted under Drummond, like what first team all defense or defensive player of the year or something. That yeah. is also like insane galaxy brain stuff mm-hmm. from from someone that is, you know, ostensibly doing this for a living has a platform and like is understanding the game and just like if you understand what the game is i don't think any front office would argue that he would like you know what i mean like any self honest front office person is not going to come to you and argue like hey like andre drummond was a defensive player of the year candidate like he is not going to oh do i'm that. sure like the opening pitch that'll be included for, like him if he was like a full full-blown free agent like okay he received defensive player of the year votes he was an all-defensive candidate because of the vote. Like, you could say he's a candidate, not like he received votes. It's a flower, better flowery way of putting it. But... Right, but I'm saying, like, if you injected, you know, if you just, like, injected True Serum into, like, a GM's arm, they would not be like, yeah, I, I think he was, like, actually in defensive consideration yeah. last year. And just where the league is going, too, I think there's just, like, Drummond's place in that is obviously precarious. And, Evan, I kind of on that note, like, what do you think of the idea that voting for all-NBA teams should be positionless? I think it should be positionless because you have a guy like Chris Middleton who was arguably a top 10 player this season, not even – that's that was my biggest problem. Like Chris didn't even get third-team honors, which I feel like is the bare minimum for what he could, you know, deserve to get. And um, just a little disappointing overall that he didn't even get that consideration, I guess. Like, I'm what about you? Positionless. Yeah. I'm for positionless as well. I think, I think you're obviously playing some trickery with, like, AD as a center. Mm-hmm. Like, there's already some chicanery kind of going on with some of this. I don't like, as someone who like also like really appreciates post play and really appreciates like skilled big men. Um, I don't want to do more to like really push those guys to the periphery of the game. Like mm-hmm. I, that is like a thing I think about because I, I love guys like Jokic. I love guys like Kevin Love. I love guys like Embiid and these like big centers and, and, and Bam's obviously a more modern center, but I love guy I love bigs. I, I think those guys are just so fun to watch. Um, I I think that there should be some, I mean, those are obviously like other changes. Like there's, you know, there's the ideas about how you would widen the lane and stuff like that to kind Mm -hmm. of open things up for guys. But I I don't want to like ostracize them just because like the league is playing smaller, but it's also true that like a lot of the very best players in the league right now and Middleton and Beal and guys like that, that are, that were overlooked in, in this voting. I think there's no question that those guys probably have to be better represented in some way. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I also, I also think that there is probably an argument and people that are like trophy culture out of control, all this stuff. Like we shouldn't be giving just pat on the backs. Like I do think there's probably also an argument for a fourth team. Like, let's yeah. just go, let's just go 20 deep positionless and, and go from there. Let's do top 20 and, and kind of still, that's still probably, there's still guys on the cutting room floor there, obviously, mm-hmm. but it gives you honor some more guys. And then you also could go positionless. And then you might have like a team with like centers on it or something like that. Yeah. I think that's a good call. Just, you know, positionless is the best call because I mean, look at Ben Simmons. He is a power forward playing point guard. And I think he got voted as a guard for his honors. So he technically was going as a point guard for this draft or this all NBA honors. And I just think that's a little bit unfair too, because like you said, there's Brad Beals. I mean, Devin Booker's another guy I keep thinking of. Like there's so many players and I just think it's all, it's just silly. And I feel like 
we're two grown men debating the semantics of awards, but if there weren't financial implications, I don't think I'd be so bothered by certain players getting snubbed because it's, I mean, you can, you cry for the rich and famous and like these billionaires, but also like they support a lot of people, like they live a certain lifestyle. Like it's tough if you're expecting to like get these kind of honors and votes and then, you know, it just gets pulled away from you because, and it wasn't even your fault. You balled out, had a great year you won't be able to be compensated as much financially because a bunch of journalists didn't think you deserved it. Well, and there's also just the idea that, like, this matters to some of you guys. Mm -hmm. Like, I, being honored, being recognized as someone who's very good at their job, good at their craft, a high-level player, I think does matter to these guys. Even if it's not necessarily a ton, like, I do think it does matter. Mm -hmm. No, I agree, and it's just... It's a tough... Oh, Magic Mike in the chat said, yeah, that's why I hate journalists. So, I mean, yeah, man, I, I get it. I, I hate myself, too, so that's fair. But um, it's just a, it's an awkward position, and I, I hate Wait, I hate. Pod is he saying he hates he's, journalists? Because he's joking. I think he's okay. joking. And then because so our, our friend of the pod, you know, Bill Bar Connoisseur and Mario Kart extraordinaire driving with one broken hand, uh, Stowe Center said he hates podcasters, they're the worst, and then somebody dropped a hundred emojis. So I mean I think that's yeah. a fair criticism of us. You and I are yeah. washed at twenty seven, well, so also like Justin Rowan exists and no one who no one who shares a profession with Justin Rowan can be you know, considered an upstanding member of society. Um I, I don't. Justin's an Justin's a nice guy. He's nice. I'm throwing. Sh I'm I'm just throwing shots because it's our bit, and I don't feel like picking. Up. I I you know I don't. No one. I don't think anyone actually knows this. So I'm gonna say this. I accidentally somehow I accidentally blocked Carter on Twitter like two weeks ago. What? <laughs> and I don't know how. I I generally don't know how he did it, but I got a G chat from him one day, and he's like, uh, hey buddy, and I hadn't talked to him in like maybe two weeks. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, good man. What's going on? How you doing? How's the how's the kid? And uh. He's like, can you explain this? And I blocked him, and I don't know how it happened. Mm -hmm. I can't explain it. Um, so I, I don't really want to. I have to throw. If I'm gonna throw shade, it's gonna just be. be it. Somehow it's Justin's fault. Justin tweet is, you know, Carter's tweet a bunch of slanderous stuff from the locked on <laughs> or the chase down account, and it's from a droid. And in the year of our Lord 2020, Justin Rowan still has an Android phone. Um, and he tags him. So, I don't know. Maybe Carter bought a droid just to, you know, frame Justin further. Maybe this is all some secret plot. Justin, or Carter is like, you know, he, he's like a computer hacker. He's like anonymous. Hey, he could be like but, anonymous. But, but do you know where he went to school? Yeah. Oh, oh, you. Yeah, that's right. And him and I, the last time I think I saw him in person, we were sitting in a booth in Tony's, a great establishment. And uh, he bought me a beverage. And Carter, and I tried to pay. And he was like, no, you're in college and poor. Let me pay. I'm an adult who's also kind of poor, but less poor. So uh, salute to Carter. Shout oh, Carter's always a good guy. He just kind of takes, he's like, I, when you and I first met, Chris, we described Carter as just a lovable goober who's just kind of like everybody's punching bag on Fear the Sword. And um, he learned how to, he became sentient and learned how to punch back. Because sometimes yes. Carter's punches hurt, like, way more than I think he intends them to. But... Good yes. guy overall, that Carter Rodriguez. I, I respect it. Um, Evan, I'm gonna let's wrap up this drama discussion kind yes. of on this note here. Okay, you think about him, you think about what he is, everything like that. Mm -hmm. Is there is there a world where like if he the best version of Andre Drummond is is that player in consideration for third team uh, and all defense team is the best best version of Andre Drummond in Cleveland next year or the year after or whatever in your mind? 
is it possible that he actually could be deserving of a vote like this? I just want to kind of feel like we should we should kind of lay that down. In Cleveland, no. If you put him in an ideal situation where a coach is able to maximize his ability as a rim-rolling, board-crashing freak of nature, athletic freak like he is, yeah. Third-team honors seem realistic just because the rebounding numbers... I mean, Andre Drummond is an elite rebounder. Like, let's not get it wrong. Like, that is one skill Historically set, good rebounder. Historically yeah. good rebounder. Like, firmly, I can say, like... If you put one thing, if you like wanted to extract one thing from Andre Drummond, the player, that's the one thing you want to take for sure. And um, if you're able to maximize that and, you know, have him be a winning complimentary player, I don't think he'll be like, you know, the franchise altering talent he believes he is. So, yeah, maybe third team is realistic, but like that's his absolute peak. But I don't think that's obtainable in Cleveland. How about you? I'd agree, and I also think even if he's in the best situation, I think there, there he's would be fighting an uphill battle for that, right? Like yeah. I think, I think, I think at the, the Jokic motivated Embiid, and uh, if you're gonna vote AD as a center, AD are all clearly I think ahead of him, and that's three guys right there. You know, then you get into. Um, did I, did I say Bam? You get into Gobert. I, I'd say, I mean, I think Bam is just going to be the future of that position. And, and mm-hmm. Jokic is obviously having a real breakout moment right now. That's that's a really, really fun thing to watch. So Jokic, I, I think there's no... Jokic gives me hope because as a former chubby kid like him, um, I'm 27. He's a little younger than us, I think, or he's about the same age. So it gives me high, high hopes that one day I too can be a person that knocks out the Clippers in the second round and comes back from two three uh, oh i see you pondering it i thought you were falling asleep at first you like completely no, ruined I'm my just pondering focus. what kind of fish you're gonna catch yeah i i don't i don't think it's entirely likely but i i don't think it's impossible but i think in cleveland it would be pretty hard actually we have a question in the chat it's for you specifically do you think drummond is a future centerpiece i think there's a world where he is mm-hmm. i don't think it's impossible i think i i think here's how that would work out I think if he comes in next year and he's kind of locked into his role and he's willing to kind of do what he's going to do, and he's and he kind of and depending on how much you pay him to, I think there's a world where like you can get Andre Drummond and you can really maximize what he is. And I do think a guy who can screen, who can hide on the dunker spot, who can roll to the rim, who can rebound to kind of help you kind of control the glass in some way, I think could be really useful. And I do think kind of. You know, if you're going to zag a little bit, I don't think zagging is the worst thing in the world. If everyone's going small, maybe a, a way forward is at least to do some bully ball. And mm-hmm. I think it's possible. I, and, I th- and I think there's a world where if, like, you take – if you go back to his numbers in Detroit, this is a guy that passed a little bit more there than he did um, in Cle- in Cleveland or kind of once Blake Griffin got to Detroit. And if you combine that with what Kevin Love is, I think you could do some really interesting things with passing bigs, which – and kind of running some sets and making things easier for your guards. Mm-hmm. This is all basically on him buying in and, and playing more within the system than he did last year. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's impossible. I, I would say the building block thing is also the next oh, I cut four a Nemo. years. What? I cut a Nemo. Go ahead. Where are you? I'm at this, right by the coconut tree at the south of my beach. So he's either like a four-year guy, uh, like a four-year kind of part of the core guy. He's uh I think that's kind of the range because then you're getting to him being like in his 30s and stuff like that. So like that's, that is a kind of the, I would say the kind of the the ceiling on his length and we'll see kind of where he would go from there. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe a little older than that, but I don't think it's necessarily like, 
if you're thinking about the Cavs, you know, seven years from now, I think he's probably a little bit aged out of, out of that. Yeah. Well, and I think, ooh, nice red snapper. Yes. That's I, a beaut. Sells for good money. I got a, I got, this is my favorite thing that I, that you can catch sometimes randomly, is these soft shell turtles. They just look funny. Wait, did you catch one here? Yeah. Where? Uh, in the river. Oh, we're going river fishing. All right, let's go. I really want... Like, if you go by... I've, I catch them on my island by, in, by waterfalls. Oh, fancy. Do yeah. you even have a waterfalls at this point? Yeah, I do. I have some, but they're all, like, strategically for, for scenic value. I really got to do some, like, some re, some reworking here. I'm a little ashamed of of, the, of how ecolo I'm an ecological damage. You can tell when I, I stop playing because there's egg day stuff everywhere. Yeah, I was literally about to say, this is incredible. You have egg day. Like, you're, you're the one person with bunny, with bunny day balloons. Listen, man, I built a Funny nice day, place. tough luck for Animal Crossing. Oh, it was terrible. I remember I was excited at first, and then all I could find are those damn eggs. But, um, yeah. it happens. But, yes. uh... Okay. I'm trying to forget you. I was going up because I thought we were going to go river fishing. I want to shove with my fire-breathing monster. I want to flex a little bit on these. There we go. Hey, that's that's me. Look, look, let's do that again. Yeah, really funny. That's me. When we entertain Andre Drummond extension talk, TV, quite honest. Oh, that thing breathes fire. I might have to get one of those from my island. Oh yeah, dude, my park is totally safe for yeah, kids. Yeah, this is this is nice. I have like, see, one of the things, the things that I did. As I a football fan myself. Yeah, as big footy fan, do you have a take on Gareth Bale the Spurs? Mm. He'll make San Antonio very happy. Okay. <laughs> the, or Austin the, if he wants to start with the G League affiliate. Yeah, I'm just saying that the Gareth Bale back to Tottenham, my team is uh, one of the, it's like, like everyone today on Twitter was like, free, in our little corner of the world was like all worried about Ohio State. I'm like, can we just talk about Gareth Bale? Like, is he coming back from Madrid? Like, there, there's just a whole, there's a whole lot of sauce there. It's That's pretty fair. great. A whole um, lot of sauce though. Chris, not a single Cavs rookie got all rookie honors. And I think okay. that's fair. I think it's fair, but here, here's the issue. Here's the, the, the big issue I have. I all respect to Darius Garland. I think I am higher in him than seemingly a lot of people are. Even, um, you and Justin Rowe and the man you just slandered are very high on Darius. I, love, I also love Justin. Good human being. But here is my thing. How does he get 14 second place votes and Kevin Porter Jr. gets zero? I really don't know. I can't explain that. And this, I, it's almost more unexplainable than the Drummond thing. I wonder who gave him the votes. I'm curious about that. But um, I yeah I haven't seen that yet. Um, I wonder if it's some local folks who gave Darius the vote just because you know he again I I like Darius as well. It's more so you sell yourself on the pieces he presents and the fun factor he could provide to the Cavs and you know just as a solid you know point guard of the future quote end quote for him. But I still think I think it's a crime Kevin Porter didn't get any votes compared to him. Like it's just so, it's disheartening. Okay, so here's just the numbers. I'm going to run through the, the their kind of base stats for last year. Kevin Porter Jr., 10 points a game, 2.2 assists, 3.2 rebounds, shot 44.2% from the field, and 33.5% on three-pointers. Um, his advanced number is about a negative 0.5 value of replacement, according to um, basketball reference. Um, so, you know, not insane, but not crazy. Darius Garland, 12.3 12, 12 points. 3.9 assists, 1.9 rebounds, shot 40.1% from the field, shot 35.5% from three, which is higher than I remembered, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and then had a value of a replacement, though, of negative 1.7. That's 
terrible. So the metrics, the advanced, the counting stats tell you he's a little bit better. Um, I think his passing certainly was, I think early in the, the thing that I glommed onto with him was that his passing was potentially pretty valuable and interesting to this, to this franchise because it's something that they don't have a lot of, et cetera. But uh, he didn't have a, I mean, single games aren't how you decide these awards, but mm-hmm. I think there's no question that Kevin Porter Jr.'s best game was probably the Heat game was better than any of Darius's best game. I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head what I would say is Darius's best game. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, that's going to be some, I, I'm going to have to think that's, about that. That's, that's got to be some film study for me to like really do a deep dive and sink my teeth into yeah. what was Darius Garland's best game. Yeah. And like watch a lot of, well, I go back watching it, look at the box scores and just kind of evaluate that. And some of that's because it's been so long. Like I'm mm-hmm. sure if I flip through my notes, I could like figure that out. But there, there's just to me not like a major major argument that kpj you know wasn't better um i think for one even though he fouls a lot i think he's a better defensive player oh, and garland absolutely. was an outright well, does just it, turnstile on, what's on what's garland's wingspan isn't he like considered a t-rex quote unquote because his wingspan is <sighs> as long or shorter than his height yeah, I'll look that up as you kind of talk about this. But what do you what do you make of this? Like, I mean, I I, I don't think either of them deserved all rookie team. I think they no. actually got those pretty right. Um, but I I you know I obviously I I think we look at the the Garland thing and the Porter thing. Uh, he's a six five wingspan, so okay. six two six five wingspan. Six one um, the six five wingspan. That's lengthy, but not okay, Colin Sexton lengthy. <laughs> but what do you, what do you make of the the kind of vote situation where? Um... I think it's two things. I think it's one, no one really watched Cleveland this year, so maybe they didn't get to see why we liked Kevin Porter Jr. so much. And I think it's also a case of where I kind of was a wet blanket about it, where I said uh, maybe we're a little higher on the Cavs rookies than like on the national scale people are. Like, I, But at the same time, when I say that, a lot of people like Kevin Porter Jr. Like, I like him a lot. Where like, if they were redrafting the 2019 draft, he would be a top five, even a top ten pick, as long as you're not talking to Trevor Magnotti about it. But... Um, other than that, like, yeah, no, I do think it's a little unfair to him, at least, that he didn't get any votes, but also his situation was so awkward to begin with that it makes sense why maybe he didn't get any on a national scale. But like I said, I just don't think a lot of people were watching a lot of Cleveland hoops last year, and maybe they just looked at the draft order, looked at the stats, like, okay, Darius is okay for a rookie, so, you know, let's give him some second team honors. And, I mean, it's not like Colin Sexton where, like, Colin deserved to make all rookie last year but um and then got snubbed from the rising stars game which yeah. remains just like wild he was a substitute this following year too which is still even crazier to me well he i think the first year was like he hadn't really turned the corner yet this year was outright indefensible it was and yeah i i, I agree with maybe to a bit to the defending a corner thing it's just like that was also the mooding factor like i don't know every time someone slights colin sexton it's like michael jordan he takes it personally and Maybe that's who the Cavs have on their hands at this point because, you know, Chris loves player comps. But um, it is... Well, I'm actually... Evan, Evan here's what, how I want to talk about this, actually. Here's, mm-hmm. I also got to find... I'm fishing in the middle of your... Kind of the river part of your island. Catch it. What did I just catch here? Caught a sweet fish. That's a, the a not artificially fish. sweet joke is actually one of my... It's one of the jokes that I like. Okay. All rookie first team. Ja, Kendrick Nunn, Brandon Clark, Zion, Eric Pascal. Zion um, feels a little eh, but I can get it. He really was a difference maker for the okay. Pelicans, but he barely played. But proceed. Okay, then we then we go to this all-rookie second team. Tyler Hero, Terrence Davis the second, Kobe White, P.J. Washington Jr., Roy Hachimura. So I think first team, I think Ja, I think Brandon Clark, I think 
Zion when he's healthy are all kind of proven to me to be better than the Kazjian guys. Mm-hmm. None, I think, is, you know, obviously there's why he was a rookie this year and everything like that and why he's such a story people glommed on to. There's reasons to that. Obviously, he was charged with domestic assault um, before he came into the league. Yeah. He is a contributor on a playoff team. I think Hero is actually better than him, but I understand why he might end up on the first team this year. Oh, but Tyler I, that Hero is where is, I uh, bubble god. So yeah, uh, it was yeah, I was hanging out with Jack Harlow before Lou Williams did it. Which is weird. But I like once you get to Kendrick Nunn, that's where I'm a little like I don't know. I don't. I think that's where I start. Like at least on the first team, I'm like okay. I think Clark, Zion, Ja are kind of clearly like the, the guys that stand out a lot from this class. Clark, if you haven't watched the Grizzlies or only know them from from Ja's Miss Dunks, Clark's really, really good and uh-huh. really, really polished for his age. That's where I wonder, like, do you, where do you start putting the Cavs and slotting them in there in terms of long-term potential, not just kind of their one you're contributing? I mean, where I do you fall on that? Well, Brandon Clark, for me, first, is the one that got away at this point. Um, if the Cavs were able to trade JR to get the Miami pick and bundle it with the Houston pick to get the Miami pick along with James Johnson and, you know, take Brandon Clark with that pick. But from what I gather, the Cavs weren't as high on Brandon Clark like we were. One second, I'm trying to catch a fish, and then I will all focus i'm also coming let's see what all i right. so oh. moment of truth folks i caught a carp i, I got a bared knife jaw let's get all the cool metal sounding fish and i'm just catching like the generic fish but back to your thing no Braden clark's really freaking good and i know dylan windler has all the potential in the world and then the Cavs got a good player at 26 hopefully um but i'd still much rather have Braden clark at this point because he would he is a player where chris and i harp on like young players at least that wouldn't change the full direction of the Cavs rebuild but it would change the trajectory at least a bit just because he's so good defensively and he i mean he maybe he's getting closer and closer to his ceiling compared to some of his other rookie classmates but Oh, man, I really like Brandon Clark going into the draft, and I was very disappointed he wasn't able to be a Cavalier because there's a lot of potential there, and I hear shooting stars, Chris. You might want to keep your eyes open for them. 